Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood. On 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Thank you, Woody. And uh, Ian Cummings, Pro Football Network draft analyst, joins us. Ian, good morning. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Actually gearing up to head out to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. A big event, as always. But a big checkpoint on the path to the NFL draft as yeah. well. I'm doing good. It's the grind. Yeah, we sign up for it, but uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. The league that never sleeps, man. I guess you know that firsthand. Uh, so... I, I got to ask you, man. Um, we're a little excited down here. We got a first round pick for the first time in three years, uh, sitting there at 21. So, right off the bat, because we don't know what's happening with all the free agents on this team and everything else, uh, positions of strength that you've seen so far uh, with, with every, all the work you've done, what, what are the strongest positions in this draft? Yeah, it's, it's fun because the Dolphins have a first-round pick, and I think they have a good opportunity to add a premier position, you know, and a good player to premier position at that spot, too. I think some of the stronger positions for me, offensive tackle is definitely at the top. You have seven or eight guys who could field first-round consideration. Cornerback is a big one for me, and with the news about Xavier Howard, I think that's a big development for the Dolphins as well. Wide receiver is a very strong position as well in round one, but you've got depth on day two and even day three as well. So if you're Miami looking for a wide receiver three to add to that offense, that could be an opportunity too. Defensive tackle is pretty strong, but I would say the strongest position groups that you're looking at, offensive tackle, wide receiver, corner, and then I'll throw in the interior offensive line because you've got Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon who is just a, an immaculate prospect at the center position. Yeah, and you know that center guard combo that he's played and, and can do that when all these teams are looking for, uh, for, for guys that have a little flexibility to them. That's an interesting one. So I want to ask you about, uh, before we get into everything, the quarterback, because the quarterback class is the one that's going to drive the, the sexiness uh, for the till the draft pops up here. What's your thoughts overall on how good this quarterback class can be, especially in the first and second round? Yeah, I think it's a very good class. We're especially up top. Uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams, for me, are some of the highest-rated prospects that I've ever had the pleasure of grading. I've, I've only been doing this full-time for three or four years, but you know, in that sample size, they've really impressed me. I think Drake May gets a little bit slept on because Caleb Williams is such an electric creator, but May has some physical talent, too, and I think he's a very good anticipator. He's my personal QB1 by a hair over Williams, but Williams is also one of my highest-rated prospects in my sample size. Wow. And you've got You've got uh, Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman, who's very electric as a creator as well. 
Uh, you've got J.J. McCarthy, who's young, talented. He's a winner. Those things will win over NFL teams. But I think there's enough arm elasticity and athleticism to work with. You've got guys like Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Spencer Rattler, who are all intriguing veterans with some flaws to iron out, but also with enough talent, I think, to become solid starters. I think there's a little bit of a drop-off after that. You do have some solid backup candidates like Michael Pratt, who probably go early day three. But I do like the depth in the day one and day two ranges. I think you have the, t- the high-end talent, you have the potential starters, and you have guys who could develop into something more. Yeah, it's uh, I, I got to go back to J.J. McCarthy because when it kind of started – during the season, I heard guys going, eh, he's a second-round pick. He can do some nice things. And then some people have him at 15 and then start coming out in 10 and, and maybe top five or six or seven. How, how early do you think J.J. McCarthy from Michigan can go? Yeah, and I think with McCarthy, he's a unique case because there is a little bit of a discrepancy between where he's going to grade for a lot of people and where he's going to go. Because after those top three quarterbacks, you do have some scarcity with guys who are top 15 prospects, right? Like Bo Nix, Penix, Rattler. I'm very intrigued by the ability there, but I'm not sure I would take those guys top 15 first half of round one. So J.J. McCarthy is unique because he's 21 years old. All of those guys are 24, right? So you have that three-year developmental track for him, a lot longer period of time to work with, and he's very talented, right? So the film left questions. I think there were flashes of the operational growth that we wanted to see in 2023. But at the same time, down the stretch, when they were in some major high-leverage games, they didn't really rely on him that much, right? They didn't really ask him to elevate that offense. And that's just as much, you know, an issue of circumstance, right? He didn't really have to because the offensive line was good, the running game was good, the defense was phenomenal. But you do wonder, you know, you're going to have to ask him to elevate an offense at the NFL level. Can he do it? I think at the very least, He's young, he's talented, the flashes are there. And I think, you know, as, as complex as the draft process can be, looking at those simple conclusions can lead you to, yeah, he's probably going to go higher than we expect. So, so Ian, i got to ask you, just getting back here to South Florida and the Dolphins, um, looks like you expect him to be, and Chris Greer has been very active, like he doesn't like to sit on those picks. He gets a little jumpy one way or the other. Do you expect that again this year in the first or second round to, to maybe pick up some more draft picks? Yeah, I think because uh, they have that big gap after the second rounder. And I think this class, there is a strength of this class in the top 75 to 100 range. So if you're the Dolphins, you do have a lot of free agency questions. I think the roster across the board, depth, uh, injury issues, medical concerns long term. You know, I think there is room and an incentive on your part to get more capital to incre- improve that depth. So I look at the 21st overall pick. If there's a really good player that I like there, like a J- Jackson Powers Johnson is somehow still there, that's tough to pass up. And like you said, a lot depends on free agency. We have a lot of unanswered questions on that front. But I do think there's an opportunity for them at that 21st pick. That could be a window where teams are looking to trade up. And if there's not someone on your value board with that proposition, Maybe it's a good spot for the Dolphins to move back a little bit, maneuver, get some more capital, like you said. And in one of my mock drafts, I actually had them trading back to 29 and trading back up to 25 to get Graham Barton, another versatile interior offensive lineman. So I think this class with the, you know, the complexion of the class after the blue chip range, and that top 12 or so, I think it allows for some flexibility. So, so Ian, I, I got to ask you, somebody sent in a text earlier and said, well, everybody knows that this draft, that the – first 10 guys are a lot better and then there's major drop off from 10 to the end of the first round do you agree with that or do you still see quality into the 20s I see quality I think you know everything needs to be placed in the context and I think you look at prospects like well first off the quarterbacks right but then Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik Neighbors the, the top off of the tackles Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, Terry and Arnold from Alabama is another one Brock Bowers I think there's 
definitely an influx of blue chip talent in this class. Last year, I only had three or four blue chip guys. This year, you've got eight or nine or maybe even upwards of ten, right? So I think there is a drop-off in the sense that there isn't blue chip talent after that range, but I still think there is a lot of quality and a lot of guys who are worth the investment if you decide to use that capital on them. I don't think it's a massive drop-off, but it's a big one just because that's the kind of drop-off that a blue chip talent dictates. Those guys are separated at the top. Um, just uh, talk about one guy, and we have a, as you know, our high school football down here is phenomenal. But Dallas Turner, who's uh, went uh, first year at American Heritage Plantation and transferred his senior year to St. Thomas Aquinas to be with Jason Taylor. Uh, how good is the pass rusher out of Alabama? Yeah, and I think that's a good name to mention here because the previous question, right? I think he's kind of in that group after the blue chip, right? Like you talk about 10, 14, that's probably where I have him. And I think he's kind of representative of there is a blue chip group, but there is still talent worth investing in in that group beyond them because Dallas Turner, uh, to me, has one of the highest ceilings that I've seen at Edge. I think there's still a little bit of work for him to do on the pass rushing operation side, the consistency down to down. But 6'4", I think he upped his weight to 252 this year. We'll see what he weighs in at the combine. I think it'll be big for teams because he's around 240, 250. How big, how mass is he, right? That's going to be big for them. But he's got incredible length. He's got incredible explosiveness and bend and finesse and agility, right? He is the full package. And I think that you can he can win with finesse. He can win with power straight inside your frame. And I think the pursuit speed and range that he has is very impressive, too. So I look at, at the modern NFL where sim pressures are very big, the versatility to drop into the flats and cover, right? That's big, too. But then also having the ability to win under a second or two seconds with that searing explosiveness and bend is very valuable, too. And I think Dallas Turner has the full package. So for me, he's a top 15 guy. Uh, he's a fringe blue chip. He's my personal edge one just because he's so young. The talent is so apparent, and he is trending up. Ian, I, I want to ask you a question. I, I hit this all the time because I'm so excited. We have a one and a two. And I just think with free agency and money and everything else, the Dolphins really need to find starters, or if they're not officially starters as in the first play, they're playing a lot of football and offense and defense. Can they, Is there any reason if they stay at 21 and at 55, they can't find two starters? No, I don't think there is a reason they can't. I think there's a lot of depth. Like we said, you know, a lot of the discussion revolves around trying to quantify the ranges in this class, right, and, you know, how much talent there is, starting talent there is. I think situation is just as important, though. Like, you get a guy in the proper situation, and he can thrive. And I think there are a lot of players. I look at the Dolphins, and, you know, every mock draft that I do, you want to make the most of those two picks because you have such a big gap after that. But in the first round, I see whether you're looking for an offensive lineman or a corner, right? I think there's some very good players, especially for Anthony Weaver's new scheme, right? You know, being able to play man in zone, but then in zone, being able to encumber the receiver within his frame, right? Play physical either way. Versatility, I think you got guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry, Kamari Lasser, TJ Tampa. If you want to trade back a little bit, you know, that talent is there. Offensive line is there. And then at 55, right, I think it's very, very exciting because, that's even more dependent on how the board falls, right? You have a lot more variance the farther you go down the board, but that can open up some big opportunities for really good players to fall. So it's a little bit harder to project because it gets, you know, that's where you start to branch off the tree of the draft board, so to speak. But I do think whether you're looking for a third wide receiver or an edge rusher, right, or a defensive tackle, uh, free agency will answer those questions. And I think the Dolphins, there is more than enough talent to fill in the gaps in the draft. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. <clears throat> so I got to ask you, on your, you're on your way to the combine. What are you most uh, interested in watching over the next four or five days once they start the workouts? Yeah, uh, 
shoot, man. It's a good question. I mean, because it's, it's tough to parse it down to one thing. You know, I, I always I like looking at the numbers, but for me personally, and I think the combine is more of a cross-checking exercise, right? Usually you watch the tape. You can gauge more or less how athletic guys are, how explosive they are. I am very interested to get the numbers, particularly in the agility drills. I really like the agility and the explosiveness, right? The 40 is the flashy event, right? But, you know, I want to see that explosiveness and agility in person. And then just looking at position drills, right? I think you have a lot of really big, fluid wide receivers in this class. It's kind of an anomaly because last year, some of the first-round guys like Zay Flowers, like Josh Downs in day two, size wasn't a big amplifier for the 2023 class. But I think this year, uh, you have a lot of wide receivers who are over six foot, but then also have the explosiveness, the speed, the fluidity to be really good independent separators to the next level. Unfortunately, not going to see Marvin Harrison Jr. moving in that front. Uh, but you've got guys like Roma Dunza, you've got Brian Thomas Jr., you've got Keon Coleman, you've got Xavier Worthy, who I'm a big fan of from Texas, uh, Adonai Mitchell, also from Texas. I think the list goes on and on. So the wide receivers and position drills, that's probably the top one for me. Uh, but every position group brings something else to watch. Boy, that's a, that's a nice teaser. I know we got a lot of work still ahead before the, the actual draft. But, Ian, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.